Michael is telling, Jim Dwight Creek, call Emmy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people persons paper podcast. Time out, time out, time out. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast. My name is Hilton Price, and with me, as always, is my co-host Brian Sittler. Hey, what's up, man? Not much, man. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. We survived the holidays. We did. Uh, did you have a good holiday? I had a good holiday. I had a good couple holidays. Yeah. Yeah. It was I a mean, good time of year. We got to take a little time off from yeah. uh, from this. Did you still watch any Office over the holidays? I did. Yeah, me too. I did here and there. You know, it never fully goes away. I'm Are always in my. It's always in my universe at some point. And I tend to watch on a loop uh, where I just go episode by episode chronologically. You bounce you? around. I bounce around. I have to bounce around. I'm I'm a I'm a little manic like that. I need I need different um, different eras in my life at all times. Yeah. It, it's just I don't know. It's just interesting. Actually, it'll really just depend. I don't know. What do I feel like today? Yeah. And I just kind of go from there. And sometimes I'll just like it so much I'll just go from there. Like it used to be, I'd just go. I'd watch one through four and then kind of repeat. Yeah. And then go later. But no, I was watching and, you know, it's cold outside, cold as hell outside. Mm -hmm. And we all need something to watch. And, you know, it was an old standby. I didn't watch any Christmas episodes, oddly enough. I noticed this year I started seeing more people sharing a meme that just listed the Christmas episode of each season when there was one. Really? And like, like as a little guide for fans, like if you just want to. Christmas binge. Here's what you can do. <laughs> Go to season whatever in this episode. Season one. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So they season just two, season three. I don't think yes. four has one, but then it picks up again in five. And or, oh yeah, yeah. I guess it isn't in every episode or every or season. Every season. No. Yeah. no, season four because of the writer strike. They had a shorter season. That's right. And God knows how good that could have been. Yeah. Thanks, and, writers. And then season one, of course, just didn't have one. They just never. No, dead. Well, when you only have six episodes, you have so much to work with. Yeah. But you know they were solid. You know, and that that episode's coming up here. You know, four or five something Christmas? down the road. It's right around the corner, and right I think we may have a fun guest for that one. Oh in, God, in I store. hope so. Maybe even a, a pair of them. If well, I'm remembering right. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, so. it's just gonna be mayhem. It's it gonna will. be just like the real holidays. It's people everywhere. It's gonna pack out this tiny little dining room. <laughs> Anyway, if this is your first time listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast, we are going chronologically through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. Believe it. Yes. Uh, we are currently in season two, deep in the defining years of Dunder Mifflin. Oh. And today... It's pivotal. This one, man, <laughs> I've been so excited to get here. So excited. This one is one of those episodes that just sets... Uh, 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 <laughs> like a, like, you know, like There's those a before Michael and Jan and an after Michael and Jan. Exactly. So a, 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 B, whatever it is in the yeah, 80s. BMJ. <laughs> yeah. that, sounds, that sounds inappropriate. BMJ. <laughs> man, that's, I don't know what it is. An AMJ. <laughs> we got to switch something around. Yeah. JM. PJM. Nope, BJ, not no. any better. Not any better. Well, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely the finding moment in the series. See, they're just obscene no matter what you do with those two. Well, and, and <laughs> what's so great about this is there's so many pivotal scenes that are going to come up later. It really uh, is. Where this is just going to shape the next three years of the show. Mm, uh, completely. Uh, and then even in, into season five... When the Michael and Jan thing is sort of done, there's still that after effects. She still has that pressure on him. She he still mm -hmm. responds to her in certain mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's pretty pretty awesome. It is pretty. It's monumental, really. Yeah. And it kind of uh, it gives us another love, uh, not triangle, but a love angle. You know, <laughs> as opposed to uh, Jim and Pam, who yeah. get their you know they always have to have their time in this episode, and it's a big episode for them too, to be honest. But you kind of get a whole new. Um, 
messed up love perspective. And it's coming from Michael Scott. You know, that's just a great thing. Well, and seeing the way Michael acts around Jan gives us a new level to his inappropriateness. It really his, does. His lack of self-awareness. Yeah, I think they, um, the writers looked at it as a sort of like uh, student in love with his teacher, an appropriate kind of uh, dynamic there, yeah. which totally works as it does in the opening scene of this episode. Well, and you just see some of the ways that Michael has um, outdated and ignorant views of women of yeah. dating in general exactly you yeah. know certainly in the office yeah you know, so especially you know he's just so nonchalant about his i mean just almost straight up harassment of her <laughs> in a funny way oh yeah but like the whole like when they're going to Chili's and you know he's like do you even know scranton jan you know just kind of just making fun of her at least he just doesn't care yeah and it's it's halfway endearing and you know in another light it could have been it could be completely a you know uncomfortable i don't know just well, in a bad way well and that's we we've talked about that time and again about how that is just such the way that they're having to walk a tightrope with michael they are they want him to be this offensive um sort of a pot stirring shit stir kind of character exactly. uh in the vein of david brent in mm-hmm. the uk show mm-hmm. but at the same time they have to keep that yeah yeah but they also have to make him likable and redeemable exactly and we've been seeing that time and again where they try time to find ways again. to do that and they and they succeed brilliantly in this episode i would say oh um, yeah mostly uh, i mean he he has his jackass moments at the start with their first meeting and then just you know Trying to tell everybody to go home and looking, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> that everyone can leave early. And yeah, <laughs> he does an he does an about face that, like, you know, is it's so bewildering. Jan just looks so bewildered after, but you know, and everybody else just looks at him like, "Yep, that's that's our dumbass leader right there." Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. go go, adios. Yeah, right, shut up. <laughs> and the, the way he tried that scene where he where he tells them that they can go home because he's leaving early, right. and Jan corrects him right. and he says, "No, stay here." Right. Uh, or, or do you always send them home? No, yes. they, they don't get as much done. Oh no, they get more done. <laughs> there you go. The exact same amount. Of, his backtracking has yeah. backtracking. It's See, you could you could lay it out. I was just too confused. <laughs> yeah, <Good job>. like, <laughs> I was like I was like Jan. Uh, my mouth is open. Like. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, and then you yeah. you noticed when that scene ends, he says adios, adios. and then he cuts to Oscar, <laughs> who deadpans like a pro, uh-huh. like only he can, you know. And 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 it was it's just funny how I mean amidst all of this love triangle and love between or whatever you know <laughs> intrigue is still the question, huge question of downsizing for the, our our beloved Dunder Mifflin branch, and that's the somewhat big crux of this episode is that they're meeting with a potential big, you know, it's a big deal, as Jim says, potential big client, you know, Lackawanna yeah. County. The whole so county. It all, <laughs> the whole county. And Jim can work there for years if this works, and years, years and years and years. And years, and years. And years. <laughs> yeah, good job, good job. Well, and, you know, we didn't even talk about while watching that um, that's such a perfect example of how they've pushed off the downsizing. Because yeah. you remember, we're talking about uh, that in yeah. the very first episode of the show. Yes. And now we're, how uh, it been? we're 13 <laughs> episodes in, and we're still talking about it. Nothing's happened yet. And oh, think about so. it. It's going to be another year. Oh, yeah. Before we even get to mid-season three. Oh, yeah. Where that actually comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. It comes to a head big time. Yeah. But they play it off for a while. They really, the, the writers found a great way to sort of keep that as like a, a, a boogeyman in, in the distance. Yes. yes. It's always overarching everything. Yeah. And in this case, it was a good, a great plot device to um, eventually push Michael and Jan together, mm-hmm. which apparently had been... I think Steve. I think they said uh, on the wiki. I think Steve Carell had thought about, about that at the very start of the series. Really, and then with this episode, it's funny how they. So evidently, Paul Lieberstein, aka Toby Flinderson, mm-hmm. who wrote this episode, um, he had the last final shot in, in in his mind 
of Jim and Michael at the end when they just look at each other like, wow, what a day. Like, are we just, you know, we both just got shut down. Yeah. Like, how did that happen or something? Apparently, they started with that idea, that very idea. And then the idea was they'd work up to it. That's so great. I, I, yeah. And I don't know how the hell they got that in their head, but. And you think about the way that this, this episode goes because uh, that, that moment, them both sort of having a. Oh, our luck with women, kind of moment. Yeah. You know, they're just sort of. I, I I think Jim more looks like. I think Jim looks more like. What the hell you, were you doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> to him, like that's like I read what they thought, what they were trying to convey. Yeah. But when I look at Jim, I think he's more like, like, what were you thinking, man? Or like, I can't believe you did that. Well, it, but it follows the Pam moment so closely. Where, it does. Where, where, that's where, true. It's right afterwards. And, and and. Yeah, Jim goes for the gold in this one, or he really kind of puts on the... Well, and to get to that moment, it was just such an amazing journey for them both, because obviously Michael, it started out as a business call, mm-hmm. ended up as a situation with, with him... Way, way personal call. Exactly. <laughs> and then he's got to deal with the fallout from that the next day. Oh, yeah. Jim's story starts... And I, what I love about this is we really got to see the... Um, the group organizer Jim mm. again here that we saw again. in the fire. Yeah, we did. And now yeah. this episode Box more or less Olympics. opens, and he's playing worst first dates with the with the the, yeah, the staff. Yeah, with the staff and Oscar. Yeah. And <clears throat> so there he is, just like he was doing fifty. What was it? Uh, Desert Island. Desert reading. Island. Yeah, with Office Olympics. Yep. You know. Yeah, it's Jim the organizer. Yep. And, and then, then yeah. sure enough, when they find the script. Uh, for uh, Threat Level Midnight. Oh, Once well, again, he's got everyone in the conference room. You know, he's oh being yeah. that gym organizer again. Being the gym organizer. And this one takes such a turn because after the script reading ends and, and he, him and Pam are spending time together on the roof, mm. now it becomes his own little misadventure, romantic True. misadventure. Yeah, that's a good point. So they, by the end of the episode, you've got them almost, Jim and Michael, almost understanding each other. <laughs> the misadventures of Michael and Jim. Right? <laughs> Which, you know, when we're going to see that again is in just a few episodes, uh, Survivor Man. This is true. The end of that episode, Michael and Jim, yeah. Jim, and they have another bonding moment over right. Jim failing to be able to run the office yeah. in Michael's absence. Shared experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's uh, very, and, 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 and you know, another <clears throat> so many landmarks in this episode, but my God, give it up for thre- threat level midnight. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a level, a level, level, level to the threat, whatever. level to the threat, level threat to the, threat. To the yeah. level. <laughs> we don't we don't get the song yet. But money on my, yeah, that's what is that? Season seven? Season seven. When we finally get all that. That yeah. was such the payoff season. It was. And, and that 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 episode was a payoff episode. Yeah. And, and it wasn't. You know the strongest season of them all, but no. it, that really kind of um, they they still had some real breakout episodes where they were still uh, pushing the limits of what they could do. I like that. I feel like in in maybe starting even in, in season six with the wedding, you really start to see the writers giving the audience some of the things that they feel like they've promised along the way. Yeah, you know we've been building the Jim and Pam getting together and mm-hmm. the life that they're going to have, so mm-hmm. we we get the wedding. Mm-hmm. We've been building to. Oh, dropping hints about things like threat level midnight, so we actually see the movie. You know, right, right. Yeah, that's a like this episode in itself is a is a um, pushes to a climax. Yeah, and it really reaches it at the very even. You know, has a. I mean, obviously Jan, uh, Jan and Michael kissing is like whoa, mm-hmm. that takes it up a notch. Yeah, and then the next morning with a slovenly looking Dwight Schrute looking out the window at Jan, while Angela's over looking at her. That ups the uh, intrigue even more. Yeah. And, and and they could have stopped the episode right at that point where oh, Dwight's yeah. looking at the, uh, at the camera like, what? You know, they could have done that. And but irony, the funny and the great funny irony, which pays off later, yeah. is that the two people looking at Jan, so, um, you know, 
so coldly and and judgmentally uh-huh. are hooking up themselves. Oh yeah, and we know they are right now. You don't know it, know it yet if you've seen it the first time. But That's I'm pretty true. sure at this point they are because it's uh, email surveillance. We yeah. finally learned that. And I think you know them showing Angela. You know, I think they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Like they knew that was going to pay off eventually too. I hope so. You know, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, and that's so. the beautiful thing about about shows like this is sometimes you have those moments that are unintentional, but then have added meaning and context. It's nice. But uh, but I, I like the idea that the writers were thinking a few steps ahead. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that they 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 did film several of these episodes out of order in a way. Yeah. You know, already. I don't know. And I don't know if that was already, you know, I'm not sure if they did, but I have a feeling they did. Yeah. I've had a feeling they did. And then that, that next morning, of course, with Michael dealing with the fallout from that, that oh. conversation on the phone oh. with Jan. <laughs> so delicious. The lines like, um, <clears throat> no, I did not get you drunk on purpose. You know, <laughs> I didn't slip you something. <laughs> if, it was, if it was a mistake, it was a wonderful mistake. <laughs> uh, excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and the camera crew. Yeah bunch of take no prisoners folks in this episode like from the talking head where they're zooming in and you pointed that out to me the way they're zooming in as he's trying to deny it and he eventually caves it's like something happens starts telling literally moment by moment what happened and then they finally ease back yeah they're like okay we'll kind of give you something but they are yeah it was like an inquisition by camera right into his face and he's like you know and he wants to tell every because and i love the line a gentleman doesn't tell yeah and neither do i yeah <laughs> and you know todd packer came up with that and uh-huh. that's where he got it but, but he he was uh but at the same time you know if you did I don't know if it's just the way Steve Carell played it, but he did feel like he was telling the truth. Yeah, and you know that's and, and that's the great moment. I think it's the next up. Ep- yeah, it's the next episode when when Jan goes. You know, you stayed up with me, you cried with me, and I love it. He looks at the camera like, "Well, wait, wait, wait." wait. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she kind of confirms that you know they didn't sleep together; they yeah. slept with each other. But exactly. That was it. Yeah. So um, anyway, we'll wait. I'll go more on that with the next. When he, next and he admits episode, that here because he talks about how we we stayed does. up talking for five hours. She fell asleep on my arm. He you does. Know? You know, he, he says you know they made out and yeah, but, <laughs> but he's just so excited about the hookup. You know, or, 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 it seems he like is. he's almost as as excited about um, the idea God. that she was vulnerable and sensitive around him yeah. as for any making out. Yeah. or anything. I mean, he put it. He 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 pecked her first on the lips. And, yeah, you know, as um. She was just so happy in the moment to, you know, have gotten that business. Like she just was joyful in the moment. And after coming off the divorce, and several drinks, because you remember, and several drinks. As soon as I like, I wrote oh, yeah, it down. Vodka tonics. Yep. Right. When, when, <laughs> as soon as Christian and him start connecting. Yeah. Uh, Christian played by the hilarious Tim Meadows. Well done, sir. A great cameo. Great cameo. Uh, he, he he just gets to play Michael's. Uh, just the he, he's he's Michael's wet wet dream of a client. Uh, exactly. I mean, he <laughs> he he ends up being goofy. He ends yeah. up being the same kind of like a mm-hmm. uh, bombastic supporter. Like when he's yeah. talking to Jan about her divorce, that you you held out your arms, you slit your wrists, and this my is bl- my blood. It's red. <laughs> it's so he he has similarities to Michael. He does just almost in the sort of I don't know youthful enthusiasm oh, I, completely I yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I think i think you had a point you were going there like when she said when she goes and says that i think we were building up to a point maybe not but, but the, yeah another vodka tonic please yeah oh yeah she's she's getting a little drunker yeah, i mean obviously you know not slosh not not stupid drunk or no. anything but she's definitely no. letting her guard down a little bit certainly and i mean that's been jan to this point is she's all walls all, all wall and why the hell did they by the way why the hell did they send her on a call like this because she she's just playing. She was gonna play. It looked like she was just gonna play hardball, mm-hmm. and it turns out for the first time, I think in this series, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but 
Michael, you actually get to see Michael in action and actually it shows off why he does what he, like why he was such a great salesman. Exactly. And apply his, you know, tactics, methods as, um, you know, unorthodox as we, as I could say as they are. Um, and that's just why it's great at the end when he gives her that little look. Mm-hmm. And he, when he's about to close, she's about to step in, and he just sort of yeah. gets a, just the slightest noise in the hand motion. Yeah, yeah. And you can almost see that Christian doesn't even notice it. No, he's looking down. Exactly, and, and he knows it. Yeah, it's like he has this million of, moment of brilliance. Uh huh. And, and yeah. And, and once again, another element of redeeming him, of making him a likable character for us. <laughs> we see that he is a good salesman. It's the most serious and professional we've seen Michael in thirteen episodes. Oh. Exactly. I'm, the way he's talking, he, he's almost another character. It's almost. almost like they said, Steve, play a real businessman. Now, really, you know? go for the jugular right yeah. there. And, and, and you know, the guy's been in business, I guess. You know, it's plausible. He's been in the business a lot of years. He under, yeah. You know, he's done this shtick forever. I mean, they always come back to this. I mean, this is the, also, this is the first episode where we hear, like, we can offer you the service that a chain discount, the chain uh-huh. store cannot, you know, and they'll keep coming back to that a million times, yep. over the, you know, as much as they could before it just implodes. Well, and they're doing a good job of, of asserting how Dunder Mill, because, I mean, you know, paper companies, uh, for the regular viewer. It was outdated by then, though. Exactly, you know, <laughs> and we all knew, we all had those Office Depot boxes at work. If oh, you worked yeah. in a company that had a computer or, or a printer or a copier. Of course. So it's like we all understand what the hell is done. How the hell could this tiny little company with a few regional branches matter? And they're, they're really building it. They re- yeah, they really are. You know, all it takes is some awesome blossom and some baby back, baby back ribs. And exactly. <laughs> Which they have, not the baby back ribs, but the awesome blossom have been discontinued. At, Did um, they? Yeah. It was like, um, it, was, it was voted on some men's magazine. I think it was voted as like the most unhealthy appetizer of all time. And was that only at? Chili's? Oh, no, 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 no. Because that was if at you, Outback. It was an Outback okay. in the guise of the Bloom and Onion. Ah, that's mate. what it was, yeah. <laughs> I never quite got to ha- have one. I'm kind of, uh, no, it's probably a good thing. But yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I just love the way that he uh, uh, just kind of, you know, completely de- uh, just kind of does his own thing and it works. Mm-hmm. And she, she's the, she's basically because the, the the start of the episode is her. Now I'm going to do the talking. I'm going to do all the talking. Yep. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and Michael with a little look to the camera, you know, power trip, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and he just immediately takes control from the start there with you know the divorce and you know is you know uh, and and why why she why she would say actually no no ghoul just Levinson. Yeah, you know, and and even give him that opening was kind of interesting, even. But um, you know, <laughs> I feel like she should have known a little better. You know, maybe so. Maybe she was still reeling a little bit and had to say something. Yeah, but it did give him the chance to say, "Is Ghoul dead?" No, such a great line. <laughs> His shock and caring and concern, another redeemable quality. Yeah, yeah. Not handled correctly, of course, but no, just just showing that he he literally just wants to to know and for everyone to be okay. Yeah, and that's something David Brent would never do. Oh, exactly. Oh, he's like what? Oh my god! You know, I mean, he's concerned as inappropriate as he gets about it, and then I love his little look to the camera on the way back, and he's just, like, wow, <laughs> mouths it, and um, yeah, you can almost see the um, the wheels turning up there. Like I, I think I think I think the seduction was was on from the get go for him. Yeah, I don't know. Eventually, I don't know if he <laughs> knew it was going to happen in the parking lot of Chili's that night. But I don't know. Yeah, he would definitely been going for the hole. I think uh, by the next episode. 
So yeah. well, and you know what though? That maybe ties into the cold open. We had a, uh, another unconnected cold open today, yes. where we had uh, him talking about his jeans, or, yeah. or that Pam, Pam talking, talking about mm-hmm. his jeans, mm-hmm. and you see those great shots of him <laughs> looking like a catalog model with a perfect uh, pullover or, or yeah. shirt or whatever, yeah. dancing in his jeans, <laughs> sitting up on the desk. You know, <laughs> I'm not sure who puts <laughs> why 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 you. <laughs> Why you use trash cans as shoes? Yeah, Ugh. but it's just a great Steve Carell thing. Something that he can really make it look funny. I don't know, but yeah, that, yeah, that uh, it was. Yeah, it was another sort of unconnected cold opening. Well, and it, but, but it still very, sh- sets up you, his yeah. confidence. Yeah, and his misplaced confidence sometimes. True, and I think that and was sort of on display at the meeting too. You know, sometimes all you need is a good pair of ba- pants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was actually sort of like okay, maybe sort of. Maybe we've underestimated Michael here. He's definitely a fake it till you make it kind of guy. Well, so. next time we'll estimate him, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe next time we will. Maybe. <laughs> oh oh my goodness gracious! But yeah, so great, great, uh, great episode yeah. overall. We had uh, a weird cold open. Then we had uh, going into the client. Uh, like you said, we we're back at Chili's. Yeah. You know, one thing. Other one thing I want to say about yeah. um, when when they're on their way, uh, and he's kind of teasing her about not knowing Jack about Scranton. It's kind of funny. It seems so innocuous that they're talking about who's going to drive mm-hmm. and where is it and all that kind of stuff. Like, okay, like maybe it's just sort of everyday talk, you know, people say. But it plays so big. Like, okay, they end up, so they end up going together, mm-hmm. which totally matters at the end and for the payoff of the big scene when she has to come back in the cab. Yeah. So it's like something like rewatching, like, oh, wow, that did matter. They did put that in there for a reason. Exactly. And maybe I'm just slow and not thinking about that, how that's going to play in at the time. But well, that's a good thing about the first several seasons of the show is there's not a lot of wasted moments. Everything true. seems to build or they're connect to something else. That's true. That's true. Um, they don't have a lot of time to work with, so they need to. Yeah. They, there does need to be a reason for it, just about everything. I mean, we talk about writers and directors occasionally. We don't get into who the who's handling the editing, but whoever it was, especially for those first few seasons, oh, was yeah. spot on. Oh yes. Oh, because they they were still doing the awesome little intercuts with, like, say, at the round table when uh, you know just a quick cut to Kevin. Yeah. Michael's movie, two thumbs down. Uh-huh. Oh, that's such a great Kevin moment. <laughs> and that's his first, I noticed that was his first, um, hmm, like after he says something. Oh, like, yeah? You know, he'll do that little noise. He'll do that a lot later on. I mean, mm-hmm. after he <laughs> does, uh, I, I can't quite describe it, but it's um, just a little noise mm, that Kevin does. And he does, I think it's the first time that he's done this. Uh, maybe not. Not now, sure. does Brian Bumgardner, does he have a bit of a lazy eye, or does he do that for Kevin? Because I've noticed in a lot of scenes, Kevin will have just a slight lazy eye on one side. I want to think he just, I think he just does it for Kevin. That's, he's because just, whenever I've seen him interviewed, he's just so on top of it. And I haven't noticed anything, yeah. Uh-uh. He, he's he's Re- so, I don't know. And yeah, no. Good I, God, the way that actor brings that character to life is is a testament. Yeah. Because he, he's nothing like Brian Bumgarner. No, and I, I kind of feel bad. I haven't, I mean, I don't watch nearly enough of other shows, but I haven't seen him in much of anything Check else. out some interviews. Okay. That's the best way to catch him because, you yeah. know, he, he's he, he his speaking voice is completely different, his cadence. I mean, he really just adopted a character so well that if you, if, if they yelled cut and Kevin spoke and acted the exact same, none of us would have been surprised. We would have been like, of course that guy looks and acts like that. Right. But then you right. see him and you, I see him in a lot of interviews. He's a big sports guy. He's a big golf guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's done yeah. some videos on golf and stuff. Oh, really? Okay. And he he yeah. totally just speaks and acts in his normal voice. He does. And it's so different. It's great. Exactly. It is great. And and in the earlier episodes, um, he was a little more, you know, for Kevin, he yeah. was a little more sped up. I mean, this is way relative talking here. Yeah. But as the as it goes on and on he does slow down quite a bit and at this point he's on a he's on a pretty 
good level. They've kind of slid him down to just the way he needs to be for that now. From here through about season five, he's pretty perfect. And then he's eventually pretty, they yeah. just go over the top with the stupid <laughs> Kevin stuff, you know. Which they kind of did. You know, he wasn't the only one immune to that. No, of course. Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan <laughs> Kelly. Ryan Kelly. Oh, man. Yeah, they yeah they all kind of just jumped their own shark yeah, a little bit. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so uh, let's see. Let's go back to worst first dates. Worst first dates. Oh yeah. We hear about Pam's terrible getting left at a high school hockey game. Yeah. Who could have done that? I wonder. Exactly. With their brother in tow. Mm-hmm. And why do you bring your brother to a first date? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't then, know why. I don't know why Roy would do that. I, I don't know. And then Kelly recognizes that it is Roy she's talking <laughs> <It is> about. <laughs> we get to hear Kelly's voice sounding. Almost oh, right. She's 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 working on her Valley Girl. It'll get there. Yeah. And what was it? Was it you said it was last episode or two episodes ago where we had another moment? It was the fight. It was so the it was fight. last so episode. It was the last episode when Dwight's taking her from behind. And she says that's cool, <laughs> Dwight, or whatever. And it, so we're starting to just about get she's Kelly where she needs to be. Just about there. And I, I know that it's when um, she's trying to get Jim. Yeah. Valentine's to, Day. Valentine's Day. Whichever so day. Uh, is that, that's not the name of that episode though, is it? It, it is. Is it? It is. Okay. Pretty sure it is. Um, and I wonder actually, yeah. if she, did she, did she write that? Uh, I don't know. Let me check real quick. Yeah, see if she wrote that because I would kind of think she. No, did. that was written by Mose Michael Schur. Wow. But uh, but one thing you do got to huh. remember though is even though there's always a, a listed writer, yeah, they're they're all, all group yeah. events. Oh, so I'm sure they're still contributing. Yeah. Yeah. So, to <laughs> a point. Who knows? Maybe she was building Kelly to be who she was even by this point. I need to I need to look at more Mindy Kaling uh, interviews and because I'm, I'm sure she had to have been asked about a million times about that. Yeah. For now and kind of see like how did that so how did that evolve? Yeah. How'd that develop? How did the, you know, from, from I mean, the character you see in. Uh, yeah. Episode two of season one. Well, yeah. To, what, what, to what this. Was, yeah. What was the thought that I mean, did did um did the creators have one idea and you had another idea, or was it the creators who pushed you in that direction, or yeah. pushed the cre- the character in that direction? How many episodes do we have to record before I can start emailing the cast and asking them questions? Oh God. Is it is it thirteen? I hope it's thirteen. I'll say it's thirteen. <laughs> Next week. You have, my, you have my green light, sir. I will send out those emails. <laughs> I'm 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 sure our, I'm sure our presence has been felt by at least one of them right now. At least right? one, maybe one of the extras. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's no. Devin maybe. Devin. Devin's noticed. God, can we get Devin on first? I that still say just, that needs to be our first guest. I mean, I think it would be we perfect with yeah. the non-talking Devin for the most of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> he could have some. Oh, geez. Well, anybody. I would take. I would take a production. I would take like the. The coffee girl or coffee right. guy, person, yeah. Whoever it who is. handled catering, <laughs> yeah. Who handled catering? That person like, on the show. That could that could, that could give us all sorts of angles we never thought of. What did Rain Wilson eat between takes? That's the kind of <laughs> stuff I want to know. And did it look weird? Did it look weird? I don't know. Man. Well, hey, someone else is telling us nothing. I don't. Uh, but that, the, yeah. Poor Pam. She just, you well, know, it, it has to. You know, the Jim and Pam saga had to get off onto. You know. And it fuels Jim this episode when he's doing, making an effort to give her a good time, to try and spend some time with her and yeah. have a good time. <clears throat> and then yeah. when she's not blown away by it, he right. throws that up in her face later. But at least I didn't get left to the high school hockey game. Exactly. Or at least I didn't leave you, I should say. Yes. Yeah, he kind of puts her down. Yeah. And, and, and like, bad move, man. Right. And it's sort of, it was sort of the second, I don't know if the second or third episode in a row where, the, like, he's done something to upset her. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of I don't know, it's, I will say that was sort of getting a little tiresome by that point for me. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't think it happens in the next one. So, but I think they were kind of pushing that narrative a little to uh, every episode in the you know in s- similar ways. Yeah. Where things were awkward and like then it was okay. 
Well, they've gone from the whole just the he likes her but can't have her being the conflict mm-hmm. to now having interpersonal conflict between them yeah. as they sort of stumble yeah. into each other. And I know? get it. I mean, they need that to lead up to Casino Night. Yeah. Um, I think just it was sort of... It was well. I mean, it was it was necessary for this episode because, as we said before, they had you had to have that final moment with him and Michael, yeah. where they're both looking at each other like, "Yeah, what a day!" Right. Uh-huh. So it, it was perfect for that to lead into that moment. Yeah. And but yeah, he got. I think he got his comeuppance at the end. I don't think. Um, I mean, he shouldn't have said that. No. And uh, as nice as as nice as he was to her, like I don't know, <laughs> I'm beginning to kind of dislike Jim a little bit more. Like even the point, even the part when Pam goes, "It's been forever since someone made me dinner." And you kind of just see him smile, or like you know, yeah, kind of just grin. And you can look at that. You could look at that scene in a lot of ways, but it seems kind of creepy, opportunist a little bit to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I, I think maybe at this point, he, Jim's resigning himself to that's what he's gonna get. He gets sometimes. Hey, you know what? It works for him. Good yeah. for him. You know, because I mean, clearly he doesn't like Roy. He doesn't clearly. think Roy's good for her. Exactly. But I, I do like Roy's little moment there. Oh, with it was so good. <laughs> where she says, uh, "What is it? I'm working. I'm working late tonight." And he looks in the conference room. <coughs> you serious? Yeah. <laughs> He's cool about it. I'll give him props. The yeah. Guy, uh, you know, he just kind of goes with it. Gives her the gives her his key. I was kind of wondering was that was that his key or her key? Like, yeah. He gives her a key, so I guess you know, obviously she can go home later. Yeah. Well, how, I guess one of the maybe Madge gave him a ride home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go? Should I leave? There's a, there's a love triangle we never heard about. That could have been interesting. The Roy too. Madge Pam love triangle. <laughs> oh. Yeah. God only knows. Much like Kelly Ryan and the Sea Monster. Oh jeez, jeez. Yeah. Oh. Okay, but but they had to turn it into Daryl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but oh, we miss you, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, it could have been great, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 great un- unwritten episode of The Office, right there. But back at Chili's, yeah, back uh, at Chili's, still one of our most popular places on the show my that isn't God. Dunder Mifflin. My God, man, did they do like some deal before this? Uh, <laughs> you know, this was launched. Like, the, was it be- was it down between them and Outback Steakhouse? Right. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> like the Applebee's contract fell through. Everything's gonna be set at Chili's. Everything, you know. I, I think it's a it's a funny little and then yeah, we, it's great promotion. But hey, I like chili, so go for it. Do we go there again? Oh, we got to get there. Yeah, I'm sure they. Michael's get back last there. Dundies is back at Chili's, isn't it? You know, I don't know that it is actually. Is it, it seems like I, I think it, it was restaurant? a. It seemed like a nicer restaurant. Like they're all nicer. dressed up and stuff. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it is at Chili's. I think that. I mean, that was. Is there another Dundies episode? There's not. No, that's the only. It's the one yeah. that only. Except I for that, and so season two and season seven are the only ones. So this may be our last time at Chili's for a while, yeah. Until yeah. well, you know, ba- Pam was banned. Yeah, you know, so I mean, they really couldn't bring her in. She's not welcome in that Grand Chili's. <laughs> She's not welcome. So, so that's why she wasn't along on this little sales trip. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Although you know, Jenna Fisher and uh, Chili's did make nice. So that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. I think that's the last. Oh, but there is one more. I just, I just remember there is one more. Yeah. Uh, uh, mention of it, which is. Uh, a little later with the um, the handicapped, yeah, the handicapped episode. Okay. When, oh no 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 no, it's it's, it's casino, casino night. night. It's casino night. She's my waitress at Chili's. Yeah, Chili's is great. And that's season two. <laughs> so I, they get their last kind of shout out there at the end of season two. Ah, uh, Chili's. <laughs> oh yeah, but the, you know they, you know they had that long. Yeah, so they're still negotiating. So we negotiating. The jokes are working. The jokes uh, are working. Yeah, you know he he had the uh, the lighthouse uh, joke. I love how he calls Pam and oh. just you know he needs a uh, data. 
Yeah. In his office. And this is before he's won over Christian, so you can see him and pa- uh, Jan in the background just yeah. tapping the table, waiting for him. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> yeah, not even talking. Yeah. It's just uh, how, how just they just told him, look as awkward as possible. Mm-hmm. And God knows how long it took Pam to tell him that joke so he could come back there. Yep. But uh, it worked. Exactly. Damn it for him. Yeah. I, uh, and that's the great thing Michael. is Michael being, it was almost like sneaky. Like, you know, Michael not hitting him with business, just winning him over with mm-hmm. jokes and just being mm-hmm. personable mm-hmm. later by explaining his love um, for Lackawanna County. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that all boils down to at the end. Yeah. He was and, born right down the road. And I mean, if it really wasn't just such a almost brilliant way to like weasel into uh, Christian's mentality and, and to get him on board with like, this is the company I want my county to, to use for their paper needs, you know? Exactly. Even if, uh, you know, I got I may not be able to cut as much as I want to. Yep. Yeah. You know, meet me halfway. Yeah. That's all they had to do. And which I, I mean, I don't know what paper costs. I'm not in the paper business, but I got to say they cut deals left and right on this show. <laughs> There's always some kind of like where they're gonna cut the cost. Like, how much of an overhead is there in the paper industry? I mean, I know, <clears throat> I know, printing on paper. Having worked in the newspaper industry before, I know how much that that's that's highly expensive. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the overhead. I mean, I'm sure it's 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 expensive. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they're just cutting. I mean, I suppose once they once they moved to uh, once they moved on to being uh, saber. Yeah. They kind of uh, they were. Was that that they were them by by that one episode where they're just selling like crazy? Uh, uh, or, or yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Because that's when the salesmen get new love because new of love Saber. Because of Saber, yeah, sales right. is first or yeah. whatever. Right, sales is king. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So they never really could go into hyperdrive like that with Dunder Mifflin. Mm-hmm. But but uh, yeah, they they're making deals left and right. They're staying open as much as they can. They're they're better than Buffalo and Utica and all the other branches. Somehow, exactly. somehow, you know, even Michael can't explain it. Eventually, he tries. <laughs> My <laughs> philosophy is never do anything to anyone. Well, we'll give you guys a chance to come up with your own philosophy because we're going to take a quick break so you can hear a word from our fabulous sponsors. Yes. Two Planet Productions is a team compromised of some of the most talented wedding photographers, videographers, and production designers with over 20 years combined experience in the industry. Besides working with the most beautiful brides in the world, they have also produced content for commercial businesses and nonprofit organizations such as the Tulsa Mayor's Office, the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa, Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine, Rocklahoma, and musical acts such as the Deftones. Members of their staff and the Two Planet team have won multiple Couples' Choice Awards and Best of the Best Awards from The Knot, Wedding Wire, and were part of the team that was voted People's Choice for Best Photographers from Tulsa People Magazine 2013. Two Planet Productions remains the most affordable group of fun, professional artists to entrust your life's most precious memories to. www.twoplanetproductions.com. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Call 918-280-8528. And we have an exclusive deal that you can only get if you listen to the Channel 4.5 Network. If you tell them we sent you, you will receive a free single session shoot with the purchase of any wedding package. That is a $500 value for free. That free session could be engagements, bridals, first anniversary photos, or anything else you could want to be saved and captured forever. And we're back, and we are knee-deep in threat-level midnight. Oh, uh, good to be here. 
the best thing about this is not only what it sets up for you know five seasons later, mm, yes. but the way that we get a glimpse inside Michael, mm. just based on what this product he's created, the oh. script, the drawings. He's obsessed. Yeah, I love I love how he has drawings and and the way <laughs> Jim explains. Just in case you couldn't get it inside your in your head, <laughs> you um, couldn't visualize. You know, it. you know, it's like Star Wars with Ralph McQuarrie when like they had to go to him get the painter to. Yeah. Just give you a picture, because God knows what this looks like. Uh-huh. You know, this can't look like another James Bond thing, could it? Oh no way! Yeah, <laughs> the and guy has a golden face, not hand. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the 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 drawings too, because they're so like. Oh yeah, they're like not good, but they're not terrible. Like they're somewhere in between. We can tell that Michael has a basic artistic ability. Basic, you know, it's it's le- you know it's. You can see what he's going after. Yeah, it's kind of a cloudish kind of. Uh huh. Um, I mean, it's way better than anything I could ever do. <laughs> but simple line work. Simple line work. You know, I, I I don't know if we could see Catherine Zeta on there or not. Um, there was some kind of was there some kind of woman attached some to Scarred's side. Was that what that yeah, was? that wasn't Samuel L. Chang. It was not. <laughs> Which that name too. Sam L. Chang. Sam L. Chang. <laughs> <laughs> That's just perfect. The thought process about how they made Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> the wife, Samuel L. Chang, yeah. as opposed to Jackson, I guess. As opposed, yes. As, as the, the, the foolish butler. <laughs> the, and I, and, and Phil, I love Phyllis is this little line like, say, you know, Phyllis, would you play Catherine Zeta-Jones? She's like, is that the name of the character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, and, and in the movie version later in season seven, did, does she become Catherine Zeta-Skarn? I feel like at some point that becomes oh the name. It, that might just be my brain no. making it happen. So. I want to say no, but oh. it could be. I, I, you, I'm 80% sure that she's bad. not. Uh, I still love Phyllis is the, in the role, oh, though. Yes. With I the, love you, and that's yeah. from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it seem like there's no time for that? Or something? Oh, yeah, not, not, not in a million years, Catherine. <laughs> We're, we work together. <laughs> Dwight with his... Oh, so good overacting. Oh yeah, on the vo- over voice acting, mm-hmm. Rain Wilson has. You know, you know he was in Oklahoma at one point as Mutie. Mutie the mailman. Mutie, he was great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had to make up roles for all the kids. <laughs> Just as long as he doesn't have to talk, he's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he's so good in that. Oh, I love it. And he didn't. That was that's sort of the one thing I think. This I mean, Dwight is great when he's on there. He, we don't get enough Dwight. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being. Well, well, we don't. For for a show that's built so much off of Dwight, yes. these last few episodes, we don't get a lot of him. This one, uh-uh. um, he he no. he is very clearly him yeah. with the way he objects to the script reading at first, the waking up in the office, yes. the, the the peering out the window, yes. the look at the camera. We we get true con- Dwight. We do. Conse- oh God, and I love. Um, he doesn't even ca- cameras looking at him. He doesn't care. He just gets. He doesn't put on any pants or didn't take that time. No, 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 no. Because I we we both. You know, we're both pretty sure Rain Wilson just loves looking as gross, as grotesque as possible. As possible. I love that about him. And and and, and as someone who's who's on stage, that's a tough thing to do. Oh yeah. To 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 let go enough to be like, I want to look bad in the right. interest of entertainment. Like yeah. I I struggle with that. I can't sure. really do that. Even in in stand up, to to talk negatively about myself sometimes takes work. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So it's hard to feel hard to appear natural or completely like that natural. Yeah. You don't want to look too natural. Exactly. <laughs> but and it's funny if you look at um, I'm sure we're all friends with Rain 
on Facebook or a fan of his page or yeah. whatever. You know, you see the old pictures of him. He's actually a pretty good looking guy. Oh, great looking dude. He was a know? preppy motherfucker back in uh, the eighties. Uh-huh. Like he could have could have been one of the Cobra Kai for all we know. <laughs> but 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 he re- <laughs> in the in the th- in the two thousands he really played up that dorky look. Yep. And you know. It works wonders here. It worked for him. Yeah. You know? Even when he did that show after The Office, it was a short-lived show he did on Fox as sort of a a House MD-style detective, an acerbic, alcoholic. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. Same thing. He was sort of a grungy, kind of disheveled. Yeah, Yeah. slovenly disheveled. Yeah, he was all of that. And he does it so well. He does. That was a good show, too. I'm sorry it didn't catch on. What was that called again? Beckman or... Becker. Becker. No, no that's, Becker. That's, that's something else. <laughs> that's Ted Danson. Yeah, let me see. I'll look that up real quick. <laughs> that was, uh, and I, I did watch a couple of the episodes, and I thought it had a chance. I thought it had a chance, but unfortunately, I think it, it just didn't catch on. Like Backstrom is Backst- what it was called. Backstrom. They were actually pretty clever cl- episodes for kind of your, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe it was a little too cliche, a little too maybe formula. So. Yeah, it really was so. the house detective show. Yeah, and then... And, and I think he works better in a. I think he kind of works. I don't know. He has a movie on Netflix I've wanted to watch for a while now, and I haven't, and I kind of feel bad about that. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what it is, but it's kind of like a noir um, uh, action, sort of action movie. Oh, I should check that and, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. I can't remember the name of it, so I, I don't know, but. Um. Actually, here, there's a there's a, 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 an article from Cinema Blend mm-hmm. where Rain Wilson talks about why Backstrom got canceled, and he wrote Backstrom was such a great show. Yeah. We were on a terrible time slot, got hammered in the reviews, mm-hmm. and people just didn't give us a chance. Too right. bad, oh well. Yeah, that's and oftentimes that's what happens with yeah. the shows. You know, even good shows. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just it takes that time and um, uh, patience mm-hmm. with uh, the the network folk to yeah. let that happen. Same thing happened with Seinfeld. Same thing kind of happened in the office. And actually, reading about this at this particular episode we're talking about, evidently it was told to them while making it that they had been added, like they'd added a full twenty-two episode season, and it's and apparently the. Uh, crew and the cast were all surprised oh, that they had been, you know... Didn't think they were going to make it. You know, didn't know, didn't think so, you know? You, you just don't know at that point. Well, I bet that's probably the, the right attitude to have making a TV show, because as much uh, as you want to throw your heart into it, we know they don't all succeed. Exactly. And, and I'm and, sure yeah. actors in Hollywood know that better than anyone. I mean, it's way more often than not, or way more yeah. often than not, they don't succeed. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe... You know, they want it. You know, I think deep down for certain ones they're part of, they really want it to succeed, mm-hmm. but they have to keep the, the reality in check there that, yeah, it may not. Yeah. And, you know, thank thank the good Lord this found its audience and exactly. jumped, you know, how many millions of viewers and, you know, it got across. Yeah. Sometimes it gets across. And this is the point where it's starting to ramp up in viewership. And by yeah. season three, this thing's going to be a runaway train. Exactly. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to establish themselves to, to really be a long haul TV show that's. Not going to slow down until we get into season six, seven, eight, when, yeah. when with, with the cast changes and yep. and the sort of lethargy of just so much storyline is starting to wear on. People. Yeah, it's going to get it's going to get uh, it's going to just get that way after a while. Yeah, but at this point, we still have you know funny things like twigged exactly, which you know the which, um, yeah that moment where <laughs> we we get a, a glimpse into how it worked and and the way that because I mean. That Dwicked line, it's like we could all sort of piece together the search and replace stuff, but to have Pam lay it out so yes. perfectly. Yes, <clears throat> concisely. That's another thing, too, because you're talking about a thing that 
not everyone's going to know that right away. The, the idea of search and replace, the idea of how that works with word processors or, or, or you know, word, word programs like that. Yeah, not everybody may understand that kind of thing. And Pam says it so concisely. They do. And they even show it on the screen. Like, they, they show the sentence, like, in your face right there. Yeah. So it's like, here. <laughs> This it was is what we mean. Really well done. Really like how they did that. Yeah, I did too. And uh, you know, not many, um, not many, you know, th- even mockumentaries would do something like that. Something so minute. Yeah. You know, and explain it to the audience. But the payoff is so good. Exactly. You know, and you're cut to Dwight with D W I G H T. And I love what you said. You're you're wondering if he's just as mad about him spelling his name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think uh, I, I I know that Pam says he figured it out. You know, oops. Yeah. But it seems like <laughs> maybe he's pissed off at both things. Maybe. <laughs> like at least get my name right if you're gonna <laughs> mock me. You know, which I could totally see being a Dwight thing to do. You know, I, I, I'll settle on that. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that's what it was at the end. Like you mock me and you spell my name wrong. <laughs> Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> I'm done. I'm gonna go shoot some fireworks. Well, and you know, the next morning, Dwight is still interested in Michael. Like, he's still wanting to be there for him. First question, did you do her? (laughs) Oh, he's like, take no prisoners, Dwight, at that point. Oh, I know. Oh, God. He's almost like, you know, the kiss-ass Dwight is gone, which is funny, because in the first part of this episode... Michael calls him a kiss-ass. Yeah. Oh, brilliantly, I must say. Mm -hmm, That's a great line. (laughs) Kiss-ass. He's so nonchalant. But then Dwight with the, did you do her, did you do her? And Michael's, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Or, did you do Jan, who? Jan <laughs> Levinson Gould. Uh, and he goes, no, 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 Gould. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> says, not saying yes or no that I did her, but I just want to be clear <laughs> that things have changed. Because <laughs> he's not going to say no. No. When's the last time he got anything? That's what I want to know. Yeah. The, it's all like that one, like, I waited... 28 years to have sex. <laughs> and then was another... And then I waited another eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we know it's been a dry spell yeah. <laughs> for Mr. Scarn. <laughs> Scott. <God>. Whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, but yes. And, and, and the one other way I just remembered that Threat Level Midnight does play back into is when improv class. Yeah. He's directed. I, I think he even says at one point, Michael Schoon. Yep. He does. It, he does in that. But it's one, always. Yeah. It's always. He always has a gun. You know. Uh-huh. He's always. In that, he's with the FBI. Whatever just, it is. Just he, a, it's just power fantasy. You know. Just he just, really, yeah. He got that deep seated power fantasy where he just wants to be in a position where he can tell people what to do and they have to respect him. Pretty much. Know? Just like the little guy that he, the little boy he really is inside. Uh huh. He's that little. He's that friend of yours who wanted to control everything. Yep. Make you do everything he says. And, um, you know, just like he wants to have thousands of children so that yeah. they'll all have to be his, his friend, friend. <laughs> which is a terrifying thought if you think about oh, it. Hey. <laughs> but we do know he ends up with enough kids that he has to have multiple cell phones for all the pictures. So. Yeah, evidently. Right. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. And uh, and a dog. Right. Pam. Pam Beagsley. Pam Beagsley. Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard that. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love the whole. Yeah. The, fr- the threat level midnight. Just great introduction. Well yeah. thought out, sirs and ma'ams. I, you know, great 
I great building of the kind of person Michael is, uh, not only just in, in the power fantasies, but in the creativity, mm. in, in the fact that he is willing to work. I mean, this is a character, you write a script, that's not a small undertaking. Oh, no. You know, that's you know, a big project. He's pretty bored at work, I gotta say. Right, he, yeah. He, he, finds, he finds his time, because it's in his desk, uh-huh. and God bless Pam for finding that. And, and, and you gotta remember, too, this is also the same person who's got a book of jokes with bookmarks in it. Oh, God, that's right. So when he's not script writing, he's reading he's and re- saving stuff for later. Always the master, or just always the uh, the student. Yeah. Com- he's well, he's a student of comedy. He said that from the get go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, those jokes are good. Oh yeah. my god. You want me to hit you up with some trivia, maybe? Yeah, let's yeah. try some trivia. Let's yeah. see if I was paying as as good an attention let's, as I think on this twenty fifth viewing. I don't know. Yeah, y'all podcast listeners can play at home, yeah. uh, or wherever you are. Um, let's 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 hear five qu- questions. Number one, uh, what? kind of game did Pam and Roy see on their first date? Hockey. You got it. Minor league hockey. Number two, what is the name of the Chili's waitress that Michael knows by name? Is it Amber? No. What was it? Megan. Megan. Awesome. More awesome blossom. uh, More awesome or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, extra awesome. Extra on the awesome. Uh-huh. Which I kind of wonder what that meant. I used to order uh, Spanish fries, which is when you get the French fries with the onions and jalapenos. Uh. And I'd say extra Spanish. Oh. Because, <laughs> because I wanted more jalapenos. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. so everybody has their own little extra thing there. To, to quote Andy, it worked about 50% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three. Who was selected to voice Golden Face? Oh, Oscar. All right, there you go. Um, okay. In uh, in Michael's joke, he tells, "What does a pimp drive?" Nice. This is a great question. Um, and it made me laugh. Like I'm like the fortieth time I've heard this. A Ford Escort. Close. Oh, well, I'll give you it? half credit. A cheap Escort. A cheap Escort. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the moment where they they have so many great moments. We haven't even mentioned the the pans to Jan's face yeah. throughout the meeting and just how. But the pan when he says cheap escort, it just go, they go right in on her. <laughs> and she just gives him that death look, <laughs> <laughs> and then they just pan back out. And I love it. And by the end, by the end, she's just wasted or yeah. not wasted, but she's just drunk and bored, and you know. And only only for you know, only she starts smiling at Michael, then it's good. By the time they're singing "Baby Back Ribs," yeah. like she just has this look of enough. "shoot me now." Yeah, yeah. It's like she just didn't leave. But yeah. All right, fifth and final. Uh, right. What is the poster? Oh yeah. So what is the Chili's delicacy that is promoted in the poster at the table that Michael Scott, Jan, and Christian are sitting? Wow. What is being promoted on that poster? That is a good one. Oh, it's more obvious than you think. Is it the Awesome Blossom? Ding! Nice. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad you see. If you hadn't said that, I, I would have never guessed. Would, would you not? Yeah. I would have assumed Southwest Egg Rolls or some <laughs> shit. Who knows? Oh, God. Why, you know, of course, those things were awesome. They well, were They good. still are awesome. They still serve those. I mean, when was the last time you were at a Chili's? Oh, God. I'd say it's been about a ye- at least, I think, two years. Yeah. Easily I, for me, maybe And more. I got it to go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which Michael approves of, we know. <laughs> but uh, I think it was I was on a whim. I was yeah. like, oh, because I live down, I kind of live down the street from one. Okay. You know, there at Harvard. Yeah. And so I was like, why not? Yeah. I want some Southwest egg rolls. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Excellent. Actually, I live, I live near an Outback Steakhouse, too. <laughs> 
You could, you <laughs> could get a blooming and, onion. And an Applebee's. Yeah. Jesus, I could do this every night. Oh, man. But I won't. They still have the dollar LITs at Applebee's? Oh, we could I'm all, sure they do. We could all get like Jan <laughs> on a budget. <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. Good all times. right. Final synopsis. What did you think of the episode? Oh, uh, you know, it's just too monumental to say it was you know, not a good episode. I think it's a great episode. Yeah. I think it's not it's not the most laugh out loud episode. Mm-hmm. It's um it's a little I don't know. It's hard to explain exactly, but just the the, the whole Michael I mean, the Michael and Jan back and forth. We haven't we've only got to see that up to a little bit in each episode coming up to now. So getting to see more of that is a great thing. Yeah. And then obviously their story taking off is a, is an amazing thing. It's gonna pay off well beyond. Exactly. And you know, the the you know, threat level midnight, the whole read around leading into Jim and Pam, you know, upping their drama as well. I I, I give it a solid A. Yeah, I, I gotta agree. Yeah. Um you're right. It's not like a guffaw episode. There's not a lot of big belly laughs. No. But so much interesting interaction between them. So much yeah. set building, world building, as they would call it. Yeah. You know. And Tim Meadows is great. Fantastic. Yeah. Really, what a great turn. Almost sad that he played a one-off character when it he could have played a recurring character. It is. They should have got him back for the threat level midnight. I think. Right. Like, yeah. Had him do a scene. Him in the scene. I mean, they had uh, Troy in there. And, yeah. They yeah. had just about everybody. Yeah. I mean, seriously, would have been nice, but you know. And uh, we haven't even really talked. Uh, you know, we talked about her character so much, but Melora Harden just oh. really knocks it out of the park in this one. Completely. She's, and she's such a great character. We're going to see more and more great scenes out of her. My favorite is coming up, I think, next season with, uh, or maybe even season four with Money, is probably my favorite Jan oh, episode. Oh yeah, and yeah. that that one, I, I get goosebumps even just thinking about it because it's such yeah. a good, quiet, sensitive moments it between is. them. It is. It is. She's the most human in that episode. Yep. It's yep. the they soften her up. Just in time to harden her way up again. Well, and what's great about that, and of course we're going to get there in, in, in just you know forty some odd short episodes, but um, right around the corner, right around yeah, exactly any day now. The uh, but for um, you know we we really see an example, and, and I, I know couples know this. You know any any anyone that's listening there right now that that's in a, in a relationship knows that sometimes when one person is weak is when the other one steps up. You know, to, to, sure. to be the comforter, to be the provider. That's and good yeah. relationships work like that. Exactly. And for one of the few times we see that there, where yeah. Michael cracks yeah. and Jan becomes the the comforter, the uplifter. Yes. You know, which yeah. is a, it's neat. So it is neat, and it, it's you know, it's not, and you know, considering the relationship they had, it's and they pl- they they make it believable. Yeah. They actually somehow make it believable. And and much as they've had to do with him throughout these uh, these past few episodes, that episode really softens her a little bit. Yeah, it does. And reminds us how she's a person, not just a foil, not right. just a, a problem. You know, right. So. She knows she's messed up. Yeah. And um, she knows how important he is in her life. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I wish I wish they could have honestly incorporated more of Jan. I think while she was on the while she was on the show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love I love. I love Melora Harden. I have since Soul, since uh, Soul Man in the '80s. So nice. I'll admit that I like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> if no one else will. No. Uh, but different yeah. times. Different, different times. times <laughs> good times. <laughs> and they were good times. But in different yeah. times at Dunder Mifflin, and and definitely this was a great episode. Yeah. And um, looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're really we're really ratcheting it up. Yeah, really. Still. This is the time where things just are going to get bigger and better yeah. each episode mm-hmm. uh, until we get to. Um, I don't know. It's pretty much always great. I mean, it, it it keeps going until casino night. Yeah, like, I think one way or another. Yeah, you know, just not home runs. All right. Well, All right. thank you, Brian. Hey, thank you, Hilton. And thank you guys so much for listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast. Uh, we're glad to have you with us. We will be back next week with another brand new episode. Mm-hmm. On behalf of my co-host Brian Sittler, my name is Hilton Price, and next week, The Apprentice.
Channel 4 and a half.